Hey boys, hey girls. What what in the butt? Superstar DJs. I said what what in the butt. Here we go. <laughs> That's what happens when you can't agree which song to sing to introduce episode 104 of the Regular Features Podcast. I'm going to have to correct you because we will get emails. It is, in fact, episode 204, Steve. Did I say 104? You did! <laughs> a crazy piece of bastard, you. <laughs> yes, I, I I, was plumping for Samwell's What What in the Bud, a classic YouTube song. I was going for the Chemical Bros um, Superstar DJ, I think Yeah, that's two called. songs that wouldn't mix well. No, oh, clearly. That's why there's, there's no <laughs> mashup. No one's mashed those up. Why are we on our own, Steve? Why are we so alone tonight? Because... Everyone we know, love, and care about has gone to Germany. Yeah, it is the games event thing. And us two, we don't give a shit about games no more, because we've got better things to be doing with. Yeah, like motoring section. Yeah, you've got a motoring <laughs> section, and I've got, got a motoring I, section. I run a vast pub that spreads over multiple rooms. It's quite the empire. And stories. Yeah, stories. Multiple rooms per stories. I mean, it's a very much a three-dimensional enterprise that I am running. <laughs> you've unlocked the level. No, you don't have to unlock anything in The Sims to make an upstairs. But if you did, you would have unlocked that. I actually never bothered my ass with The Sims. Really? I, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed your acidic writing on the matter, but it was all beyond me. I just enjoyed the swears and the allusion to domestic abuse. I'm a big fan of The Sims. I used to like recreating myself and my friends, and then making me get off with the friends of mine whom, whom I secretly wanted to shag. Well, that sounds like what I've done with regular features. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, here we are. We are. We are very alike. Do you think we can carry a, an episode all by ourselves? Well, we'll certainly have to goddamn try, otherwise that sweet, sweet patron money will go will remain in our <laughs> listeners' pockets. Even though it's just the two of us, I've still got features coming out my arse. I'm I'm dribbling pre-feature right now, <laughs> and I can't wait to bring myself to the vinegars. Regular features, regular features, regular features now. <laughs> That's all. I'm clearing my throat for future. <coughs> There's something coming down your, your face. I believe it's what scientists call mucus, and it's quite valuable. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I we've recently discovered, and I've been told to prepare my business for a new thing. New banknotes are coming to the British Isles. Yeah, so, um, yeah, a lot of um, new information has come to light about them, and I'm going to read out some of the things that I'm pretending are facts about the new notes. Are you ready? Buckle your lie belt and get ready to experience some cash whimsy. (laughs) Let's go. Do this. You can test the new polymer banknotes by tickling the Queen's tits with a feather. If you are arrested for treason, the banknote is real and can be safely put into your bank account. New notes have a heist mode. They go rigid during a heist to prevent you from hiding them in your mouth. They can also crawl like caterpillars back into the nearest bank vault immediately after a heist. All banknotes therefore have to be acutely sensitive to heist conditions and will go rigid if anyone standing up is wearing a mask or if people are saying things like, put the ingots into my knapsack, Susan, or you won't believe what's in the safety deposit box, Jeff. It's some kind of gigantic ruby. I've never seen anything like it. It must be worth a billion dollars. To make up for years of male-dominated banknotes, 
every £10 note will feature a different Spice Girl. <laughs> of course, this means there will only be five £10 notes. This will make them too valuable to release into the public, so they will be kept by a millionaire who will use them to dab at his willy after a long night of edging. The Spice Girl notes will immediately therefore be replaced by a new £10 note, which features a beautiful drawing of a bearded god giving a bearded Moses a secret 11th commandment. Thou shalt not menstruate onto my dick. If you can think of an amount of money that there isn't already a banknote for, then you have discovered that banknote and can ask the Mini Bank of Britain to mint you a special note with your face on it. But watch out, the Queen can see all the way around the note, so if you're sticking your tongue out, you'll be arrested for treason. Some lucky notes will have a double or nothing scratch box in the corner. Reveal a lucky double and your note will expand, fold, mutate and enter a fleshy cocoon stage for three weeks. Once the meat around the exhaust port turns pinkish brown and begins to discharge an ash grey paste, jam two fingers firmly into the ham-like aperture and yank out the squealing money prawn. This is legal tender and can be used at any participating news agents. If, however, you reveal a nothing, you will have destroyed some money. And be arrested for treason. <laughs> There's so much treason involved. <laughs> so much. As the new banknotes will have full AI, it will be covered by the Human Rights Act. The Human's Right Act. The Human's Dry Act. <laughs> ah, God, no. Whoever's editing this has got a fucking job, because I'm not going to sound like an incompetent prick. It's going to be me. <laughs> oh, God, I am, aren't I? <laughs> As the new banknotes have full AI, it will be covered by the Human's Rights Act. Jesus Christ. <laughs> As the new banknotes have full AI, as the new banknotes have full AI, they will be covered by the Human Rights Act, which means that you only have to. T- <laughs> I can't do it anymore, Steve. <laughs> as the new banknotes, oh, I can't even say notes. What the fuck is wrong with your sentences? As the new banknotes have full AI, they will be covered by the Human Rights Act, which means you'll have to take them out of your wallet every two hours so they don't get bored. This only goes to show how ridiculous human rights are in the first place, especially when extended to money. Did you think the word mint is a combination of the words money and print? Think again! It's because money was invented by Marco Polo in season two of the TV series Marco Polo. Kublai Khan was all like, my breath's honking, go and get us some mints from the shop, and Marco was all like, shit, how do I buy things? So he quickly invented money. No one has been allowed to have the name Polo since, in case more money happens, causing inflation. That's some of it. I left one of them out because in, as, as I read ahead, it didn't strike me as very funny. So you can imagine how... You're a furious self-editor. I am! Thanks for saying that, Steve. Really, yeah. I'm constantly really cross with myself and the shit I come out with. <laughs> to the benefits... Of our beautiful readers. Oh, God, I care for them so much. I'm going to say that again. I care for them so much. Hey, should we check in with old Gav and old Joe, who I believe have a little something to contribute to this episode? Yep. From the Teutonic land of Germany. Gav? Joe? Are you there? I was made for regular features. You were made for... Hello, it's Joe and Gav in right. Germany. Um, we're a bit hungover today, but we said we'd do this job. I'm not, aren't you? No. I was responsible. I feel awful. Yeah, because you stayed out till five in the morning. Apparently, I went into a garage last night, and I bought a load of food and booze, and then when the person went, uh, 
do you want a bag? I said, yes, please. And they went, oh, that's 60 cents or whatever. Finally, I went, are you fucking high? That was, that was your exact response. Oh, you started drinking. You, you started drinking in there. What? You, like, opened your bottle on a table oh and God. just started drinking and then shouted, are you fucking high, at the this poor is, shop manager. This so, has now turned into the regular feature well, shame the feature, the feature we present to you is things Gav has done in Germany that I find repellent. <laughs> I can't remember I did that. Okay, what do you find repellent? Other, other than fucking walking around a garage and boozed up. Number one, you said, um, well, you've, you've revealed how extensive your stealing habits are. Yeah. You steal a lot of stuff. Yeah. Are you wearing a wire? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're literally recording this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've made that joke on the podcast before. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think stealing's all right. That's, I mean, that makes no sense as a statement. <laughs> Work it out. I think it's fine. Yeah, well, so what? You've never, what, you cook everything in coconut oil. You've yeah. never paid for coconut oil. Absolutely, yeah. Because you put it on the self service area. Yeah. And it tells you that it weighs too much. And, it weighs a fucking lot. Man. And you've, you've even Darren Browned this because you say that no one would ever imagine that someone would steal coconut oil. So that's they what never I think, guess. That's what I think it is, yeah. You very. I think I'm. I respect your theory, if not your practice. Yeah, that's good. It is because no one would ever expect you to steal that because it costs five ninety nine. It's five ninety nine. That's ridiculous. ridiculous. (gasps) But I'm not paying for that. Hello. Hello. Sorry. Uh, Do you mind if I make a call? Oh, we're just recording. Sorry, sorry. That's all right. Get out. Idiot. What an idiot. That's going in. Yeah, so keep fine. that right in. Um, yeah, because I think if you if it's so, it's so heavy that the bag will be like, it goes off. Yeah, it just goes nuts because it's like, obviously it weighs loads. What else? Wait, so wait. And then when they come over, they go, oh, they look just, they don't even look in the bag properly. And then they just go, yeah, on your way. Whatever. You little scamp. Because he's not got booze. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I do that and magazines. You steal magazines. Yeah. Which as someone... Bongo who, mags. Bongo. Jazz mags. Just, I just steal... Like, death, just bongo. Yeah. Exclusively bongo. I've never paid for a bongo mag. Reader's mums. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> but yeah, to be fair, as two people who worked in print and seen it slowly die, I, I, lit- I feel like they owe me. Quite literally got made redundant from a magazine. <laughs> because of me. Because you are taking my profits. Right, stealing. Stealing's number one. Number yeah. two, how you say saucepan. 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 Yeah. What's that? Saucepan. That's what it is. That's disgusting. We had a long... We were in the back of a cab screaming at each other last night about saucepans. <gasps> I don't remember this. Yeah, because Rory, again, getting a mention, brought up the fact that you don't say Peter Pun. <laughs> like, that makes no sense at all. It's got me there, Saucepan. But it's a Welsh word. Saucepan. S-O-S-B-A-N. But, so that's why I say it. But you say bun. Saucepan. You say saucepan. This, uh, is this funny? It is funny. Because <laughs> it's fucked up that you do that and I don't like it. Well, that's what happens when you go away. Like, uh, people say that. You have a holiday romance, but then also couples always fight when they go on holiday. So maybe this is what it is right now. Do you reckon now. that is? Yeah, I'm just sick of you and your ways. <laughs> well, Number three. Really? There's more? Unprofessionalism. What? This morning you came in after being out at five in the morning. Yeah. Went on a live stream with strangers you'd never met because yeah. you were too late to meet them <laughs> and immediately forgot their names. It was even worse than that as well. Cause I, so basically I had to do a live stream, so I had to present um, a game. Gosh, about snipers. And... Um, <laughs> I don't remember what it's called. It's got such a <laughs> stupid name. But anyway, so I had to do that. And I asked these two gentlemen their names. 
And as soon as they said it, you know, I just wasn't listening. It's like, you know, you know, like when someone gives you directions, you realize you just stop listening. Their names are literally on a screen in your eyeline as you're saying their names. Really? Yeah. They, it appears on it. You were too drunk. <laughs> you were still drunk. Do you know the worst thing? Is? I was meant to be on at 9.20. Yeah. I didn't, I woke up. I didn't leave my hotel until fucking 10 to. Christ alive. And I, I still got you in time. What was it you said? Personal. What? To introduce them? Oh, so you yeah. Because I forgot their names. I just said, hey, I'm Gavin. I'm at Games. 2016 with these guys <laughs> <laughs> tell me about your awesome game <laughs> and uh, yeah so is there anything else that you find nothing springs to mind um, things that I like about Gav okay good. good company yes and that's nice that's okay. literally it that's Excellent. the only thing I can deal with well we still got a day and a bit to go so I might do something <laughs> fucking disgusting tonight as well Gav's just gonna pick up a chair and bring it home <laughs> <laughs> German chair German chair what um, but that's our little adventure in Germany hope you like some of that bye bye boys it is time for the next regular feature and now it's time for Steve's regular feature. What if the Gaviscon Fireman mm-hmm. and the little Bonjella Gelman who jumps out on a finger and goes on an ulcer? What if there wasn't a fan fiction that I wrote? That was the, the fireman who pops into your mouth and unloads a hose pipe full of liquid. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's that's yeah. the fireman. Yeah, yeah he yeah. he's he sort of trumps through a, a lady's throat, pumping With, white liquids. Well, I was going to say uninvited, but I suppose she must have put the Gaviscon in there. You so, see yeah. her putting it in there, so you know this is all above board. <laughs> this, is, this is legit. <laughs> and him, and it's not just him; it's him and a bunch of his mates, and like he goes for it. He coats the inside of that woman's esophagus with this white liquid. Um, and you can see flames are bursting down this tunnel. It's like, imagine imagine if there was a fire in a tunnel in which hundreds of people died. Like a backdraft when they open that door and the backdraft happens. Yeah. And then, yeah. But this animated <laughs> fireman is just shutting that shit down. Like, he's like... Going for it. It's quite viscous, the stuff that is coming out of his hose pipe. It's thick, isn't it? it's gooey. It's effective. It's uh, slightly pinkish. Yeah, as that's well, a... Because I think that's sort of Gaviscon's branding. Um, and meanwhile, hey, brave. the Bongella, do, do you recall the Bongella man? Um, he, he's kind of indistinct. I don't remember much about quite him. Is it blue guy? Like that? He's blue. So this woman, she has an ulcer. And a TV ad, it's like, remember the last time you had an ulcer? Remember your last one? Ah, oh, fuck my ulcer. Jesus Christ. This time, don't put off treating. Was that in, the, in a flashback? Yeah, flashback. Because, you know, she's not going to have these problems now. She's got uh, Bongella, and she squeezes Bongella onto her finger. But rather than a little blob of Bongella coming out, a little blue man comes out. I bet he's quite upbeat, isn't he? He's cheery. He doesn't come out of that thinking, oh, God, have I got to? Here we go again. (laughs) Presumably I was in there with a thousand other Bongella men, and now I'm off to work. (laughs) No one likes going to work, do they? He grips onto her finger (laughs) in a really sort of, like an oddly affectionate way. Like, oh, let's do this. You you apply me. You apply me to the affected area. Rubs him, doesn't rub him. She sticks her finger in her mouth. He leaps from the fingertip. Oh, that's that's bad directions for use. Starts just s- hover your finger in your mouth. <laughs> Bongella will do the rest. 
he starts stomping on the ulcer um, in a CGI fashion huh. and then starts like massaging it. Like, so, because he's okay. Here we go. Is he, he, stamps, is he using the same kind of smothering motion with the ulcer that he is with the lady's thumb? He, yeah. It's just a primal so, instinct for him, isn't it, really? At first, he's angry at the ulcer. He's stamping it because he's stamping out germs. Uh. Then he starts, like, he lies flat on the ulcer on his belly and starts, like, massaging his entire body over it really sexually. Have you ever done, well, done that as a child before you understood what your penis was for and you just oh, lay yeah. on the floor humping the ground? He just hump, he, gr- like, dry humps this ulcer. Oh. And that's soothing the pain. And there's a His third thing that it does. Soothing something, because <coughs> he looks thrilled at the situation. <laughs> so I thought... That's it, he's just been ripped out of his house with all his other Bonjela men, and now suddenly he's like... He's just soothing his loneliness by dry-humping the what, first thing he sees. A boil of... A f- boiling flesh Ugh. in a mouth. I'm just going to grind up all on this. That's, like, <laughs> literally what this little sex-mad freak is up to. Oh, I can't wait. This is probably... A- this sounds like the fucking hottest. Probably hottest shit. Yeah. Not until the Gaviscon man gets his hose on it. Ooh. Then it will be soothed, soothed, and creamy smooth. Sorry, let me go on. To get this right, you've actually written a you've written a, a story starring these two people? I've written a movie. Fuck you! About Ooh. what if they met. Because it all happens in the mouth. These are CGI characters. That, and, like, there are other CGI characters. The, the, the Crest Man. You know, he, like, zooms around on a surfboard inside your teeth. Fucking hell. There's a lot of CGI you, happening can, inside mouths. How can you, a man 15 years my junior, be appealing to my sense of nostalgia? <laughs> I don't get this. Okay. Um, would you like to be... I kind of I kind of pictured you as the Gaviscon Fireman. Okay, yeah, I get that. You're more of a Gaviscon Fireman, and I'm more of the Mongella Gelman. I think everyone listening already knew that. I think, yeah, like, with that, maybe not consciously, but now that I've said it out loud, yeah, they immediately yeah, yeah. go, yeah, oh, yeah, of course, logs the. That's the, in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, scene one interior, mouth, day. <laughs> what are you doing here? I thought, I thought we'd agreed. Look, uh, I'm just as surprised as you are. There's this mouth ulcer, and. I can see there's a mouth ulcer, but what are you doing here? I'm rubbing the mouth also with my cool mint fingers to stamp out germs and quickly soothe. But why this mouth? Of all the ulcer mouths, why this one? Because I wanted to see you, okay? It's, it's been three years since... Don't even say her name. It's been three years since she died. We need to talk about it. I've got nothing to say. I'm just here to pump Gaviscon down this woman's throat and that's it. I'm here to do a job. You still blame me, don't you? Get out of my way. Stop massaging that ulcer. It's, it's in the way of my fire hose full of Gaviscon. You still blame me? Yes, I still blame you. It was you behind the wheel that night. It was you who drove her home. The, but the police reports... She was our daughter, Bonjela. Don't talk to me about police reports when our daughter, my beautiful Caroline, is dead. The police report said it, I wasn't at fault. It was the drunk guy. The one from the Lurpak ads. He was playing the trombone. He wasn't looking. I never saw her. What? Whoa, what do you mean? After the crash. They wouldn't let me into A&E. Something about... There was a form or something? Parental access? The civil partnership? They wouldn't... The receptionist didn't believe I was her father. Said I had no right. Gaviscon? By the time they sorted it out, she was gone. Gaviscon, I'm... 
I'm so sorry, I never knew that. You never asked. Suddenly, a booming voice came from outside of the mouth. What the fuck is going on inside my mouth? I'm all fucked to ribbons with heartburn and ulcers, and you two are shitting on like a pair of knickers. I, I, I should probably rub this ulcer with my mint fingers. Yeah, I think you should. I've got to blast this woman's tubes with dual-action antacid. Uh, do you need a hand with your hose full of cum? It's not cum. It's Gaviscon. Fuck, Bonjela, you're obvious sometimes. Was that that was my feature? That was that that was my feature. Did you like it? I don't care. I wrote it. That's all that there I have to. What have do. you written? What have you written that's been on this podcast? <laughs> we did put out a call last week for um, Ricky Gervais stories from our readers, and like it, it turns out that some of you have got some Ricky Gervais stories. So. Lots of our readers have run into Ricky Gervais. They have had encounters with him. And, yeah, I, I haven't read them all yet, but I'm hoping that they're all really sort of backing up my overwhelming sense that the man's an irretrievable piece of shit. Yeah. This one from Theoban reads thusly. I met him in a KFC in Luton once. He was eating an entire bucket of hot wings, bones and all, just snorfling it into his face, ribbons of grease pouring off his tiny wobbling goatee. A small child approached and asked him for an autograph, and he just started yelling incoherent shit about being the greatest living comedian, and how he didn't have to put up with this, and he just wanted to eat his crunchy goods in peace. That's what he called them. <laughs> it's, it's little details like that, the fact he put, that's what he called them in brackets. That makes this a believable story. The child started crying. Her mother came over and asked, What the hell do you think you're doing, talking to my kid like that? Gervais just stood up, yelled, I'm fucking Jesus, you mortals can't question me, and swept out of the KFC, stamping his tiny feet like a maraca of fury. <laughs> Never really liked him after that. <laughs> yeah, it's that kind of thing can put you off a celebrity. It's, yeah, it's those chance encounters with them where you see them at the most capricious. I've got a message on the Reddit from Scoo, SKWO, lovely. It was the early 1990s and Gervais had a half-time job at the local Woolworths. We'd pop in after school and Gervais would always try chatting up one of our female friends who, for the sake of this story, we'll call Susan. Susan was a prolific flirt with her rolled-up skirt. Oh, nice, lyric. And Ricky would always seek her out as soon as we entered, with the hungered desire and style of an estate agent on their first day of the job. The first few times she managed to get us some pick-and-mix, so we kind of went along with it. Anyway, one day he struts over with his greased-up weasel face and tells Susan to close her eyes and open her mouth. Susan, being Susan, played along, of course, sticking out her tongue playfully. Ricky, quick as a flash, pops a couple of dry roasted peanuts in and cackles, You've got my nuts in your mouth! <laughs> Folded in half, gasping for air between his strangled mule of a laugh. I'll never forget the look on Susan's face as she repeatedly bat onto the floor whilst rifling through her school bag before finally handing me her EpiPen. It's an actual punchline. <laughs> we don't like those on regular features. Yeah, what the hell? Outclassing us, Scoo. <laughs> Valued user Dreadmond says, I saw an airport bathroom once, standing in front of the mirror and sweating profusely. 
He wasn't even washing his hands, just staring at his own clammy, pale reflection. I asked him if everything was all right, and he ignored me, so I raised my voice slightly and asked with genuine concern, Mr Gervais, are you okay? Do you need help? At this point, he turned to me and scrunched his face into a scowl. He opened his mouth and began to scream incomprehensible babble at me. It was quite intimidating, especially as his voice reverberated off the tiles, adding gravitas to its otherwise shrill tone. As he continued to shout, his voice began to cut out, to be replaced with a peculiar gurgling emanating from the back of his throat. I thought he was going to vomit, but what came up was no human product. It was thick tar-black, and bubbled gently in pools onto the floor for minutes afterwards. Not once did he remove his eyes from me as the torrent of heinous-smelling filth poured from his mouth, and then to my horror his nose and ears, too. I cowered on the floor, protecting my face from the liquid with my hands as more and more gushed out of his widening maw. It left red welts on my skin that are still being treated by my dermatologist today, years later. Mr Gervais, please, I screamed through tears. This is offensive. Suddenly it stopped. He pulled a few sheets of paper from the dispenser on the wall and began to wipe back the muck from his face. His cheeks were flushed once again, having lost their pale sheen. There was an intense look of satisfaction on his face as he stepped over my shivering body and made for the door. Thank you, he said, not even looking back. That's all I needed. Never really liked him after that. (laughs) If you've got your own uh, David Brent stories, please do contribute them to the subreddit. No heartwarming shit where he actually just took his time out of a busy day to sign something. I don't want to be made to like him. Don't subvert me. Larks upon humour, upon comedy, upon fun, upon joviality, upon jokes, upon smirks. All wrapped in a blanket. Upon mirth. Mirth begets joy, (laughs) begets laughter. Those are all things. Well, this episode of Regular Features was, to me, I found it personally... Uplifting. Sorrowful. A little bit sad in places. But that's all you need a bit of light and shade, don't you? If you liked this episode of Regular Features, you know what? There's so much that you can do. There's so oh. much so many ways you can you can get involved. You can go to the subreddit, regularfeatures.com forward slash r forward slash regular features. Write some cool shit, get read out. Yeah. Yeah, bet you didn't think that was going to get read out, did you? Yeah, and yeah. And I looked bet you all up on bet, the episode. Bet you didn't realise we'd follow through with a promise for once in our fucking squalid lives. You can go to regular features. No, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular, regular features, features and you can help support us. We've also, this is the most exciting thing. We've got live shows now. We have We're four back. more live shows coming up at the Canal Cafe Theatre in London. You can go to canalcafetheatre.com, click on what's on, and you can see us. We're doing the first Monday of every month for the rest of the year. September, October, November, December. And? Oh, no. You like the drama there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and? What's, what's the fourth one? <laughs> the, what's the last month of the year? 
yeah, you can buy tickets for all those shows. There are tickets available for all of them at the time of recording. And it really is probably the best way to experience because you get to hang around with each other and us after. And like, not, we're not even the best thing. It's just you lot are fucking awesome and it's great to hang out with you after the show. So good. Go book tickets now. Good night. Thank you for listening. Regular features, 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 regular 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 features, 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 features